0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Hi, my name is Vivian Aqua, and I am a certified diversity, equity and inclusion consultant. And today I'm together with Mary Jane. Mary Jane, can you, do you mind introducing yourself?
1: Well, okay, I will, Uh, (laughs) Mary Jane Roy. And as you can see, my company name is Creating Waves and uh, welcome everybody. Um, Vivian and I have this chat, we try to do it once a month at least, uh, picking on topics that that resonate with us uh, in, in from the the previous month. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we uh, I, uh, first about myself. Uh, I'm a trainer, facilitator, uh, speaker, uh, advisor in the areas of uh, developing strategies for stress and resilience within the corporate world. And uh, I've been doing this since 2011. Uh, I am also, in the last few years, really gotten more involved in the DEI world, and a lot of that is due to to Vivian, to my connection with her. We met December 2017, and uh, a friendship started, and uh, here we are, 2023. It was
0: earlier than that. It was,
1: I, no, I don't, no, I don't... It was December
0: 2017. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you looked it up. <laughs> So, yeah, I've been having different conversations um, in the back with Mary Jane Roy, and sometimes these conversations are worthy of sharing with other people, right? So, one of the conversations that we were having was, uh, recently we both were at the European Supplier Diversity event that was held in Amsterdam, and one of the sessions that I did was, Talking about amplifying empathy when it comes to procurement, right? Inclusive procurement. We are both entrepreneurs, suppliers, and the conversation that I was having there was about how to build bridges, how empathy strengthens relationship in supplier diversity. Understanding that the different stakeholders, you know, engaging with each other, whether it's the company, whether it's the the um, the minority supplier, right? those those are different stakeholders with different mindsets. so we want to demystify some of the things some of the challenges that we were facing or we have faced in the past or other people have faced in the past to demystify a, a few things. The conversation was really good. Uh, Mary Jane also shared her perspective from the supply diversity perspective as well into the the different things that we encounter as professionals and the more that we demystify the more that we can, amplify empathy when it comes to connecting with suppliers or connecting with big companies as maybe the company that you're working for at the moment right now?
1: Yeah. Anything uh, to add? Yeah, first of all, it was a great conversation that you had Mm -hmm. um, and um, it really brought to light and there were a number of entrepreneurs also in in the room as well as uh, a lot of people from uh, large uh, organizations, supply chain uh, organizations. Um, and, uh, I think, um, one of the things that really came out in what you shared Vivian, mm-hmm. yeah, the fact that they, there's the perception of these large organizations and the, the rules and regulations yeah. that they have to follow in their normal course of business, working with other businesses, uh, larger concerns, yeah. it overwhelms. The solo entrepreneur or the small business uh, owner, and uh, I think you highlighted really well some some of those concerns. And maybe you want to share what? Yes,
0: definitely. So um, I'm lucky to have some of somewhat legal background, and I'm also lucky to have a, a legal professional within my team. And also my partner is very good in reading contracts. Right, but sometimes when uh, in the past, when I used to get a contract like 10 pages, first of all, and reading things in a language that isn't normal and also reading things as a person who has mild dys- dyslexia, it's challenging. So um, in the end, I got to highlight a few things and then I gave it back to my partner and he also highlighted a few things saying that the contract that was given to me, it seems like the the organization is dealing with a big uh, corporation, whilst I'm not a big corporation, it's me, myself, and I, and a few professionals working within my team as well, where uh, we were challenged with being fined if our website wasn't accessible, or we were challenged with, uh, with me being able to pay my team. And um, predominantly, I don't I, I don't have an employee within my team. I only work with freelancers. Um, just out of uh, uh, keeping things simple but also I'm not at a stage yet where I can hire somebody full time right so that's also a different case and um, I've told this story multiple times like sometimes when small business owners are engaging with big corporation it feels like the David and Goliath eventually Mm. David will win but it can also cripple and stifle people to engage with you, right? Why not demystifying the role to uh, procurement? So what I what I tend to do now, especially when I'm engaging with a company that's new, um, uh, a lead that is new, or a client that is new, I ask them about how does your procurement uh, journey looks like, right? What do I need to do? What do you want from me? How can we smoothen the process so that we can walk along the line to learn to create a sustainable relationship
1: yeah yeah and 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 i think if they could if they could simplify mm. the processes yeah uh, yeah they're not purchasing products from us although that could yeah. be the case yeah. i mean in, in a supply chain within an organization they're also obviously they're not just uh, hiring in services but they're hiring. yeah they're, the purchasing products those products yeah. need to work so the the simplifying it for somebody who is giving a, a training within the organization yeah. is very different process than you're purchasing um, a 1000 new computers um right. you know so the, those kinds of considerations if if companies can start to think in terms because the the small business owner is just not equipped to deal with uh, um the, the complexities of yeah. these uh, requirements. I remember, if this was just this year, uh, one of my larger clients, and it was the first time I was doing something for them. And they wanted me to get a, a letter from the bank.
0: Yeah, oh, that one I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, stipulating that the bank account that I've had yeah. for, for 15, 14 years, uh, is really an active bank account. And mm-hmm. and I, I, I still don't understand the rationale behind this request. But um, when I called the bank, uh, I found out that it would cost an extra, I think it was 180 euros. Yeah. Now, yeah. I had, in fact, I had already done the work for the company because it was done very quickly. So mm-hmm. trying to get paid, this this whole thing delayed the process of getting yeah. a PO number. Uh, You know, that hadn't come prior to my giving the training. It was a two week window, which wasn't enough time for them to get the PO number ready, apparently. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it it really delayed receiving payment for me. And in the end, they absolved me from having to get that document because I said, I would have put it into my budget. You know, you're asking me to pay now 180 euros in order to get paid for services I've already rendered. isn't fair. And I was really polite in my emails. And even the woman that I was dealing with, um, this is a huge global company. She said, I have to thank you. So, uh, you know, yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's also very
0: valuable, right? I'm currently, de- I'm currently navigating, um, uh, a, a, this similar journey with a client where I've told, I've told this person that, um, it sometimes can be challenging when, um, connecting with a new big, uh, corporate client that has a huge procurement department. So she taught or this person taught that I could easily send an email with the invoice, but she was um, called back from the procurement department saying that we need to, you know, walk the line. And this person knowing this, she also said like, okay, we need to do something about this because this isn't right. This is not the way that I want to, uh, I want to support you, but I understand, and now I understand your story better, right? Last year, mm-hmm. I wrote two articles about amplifying empathy within procurement, and Mary Jane, you were highlighting one of the things that, uh, as solo entrepreneurs or as small business owners, uh, yes, we do have some, you know, savings in the bank, but know that Uh, the invoice that you're paying, it's also paying for innovation. It's our salary, it's our taxes, it's so much more that sometimes it feels like our income is being held hostage Mm -hmm. when we are not paid on time or when we are paid 60 days or 90 days later. And the bigger corporations, they have the bandwidth to, you know, use their savings or to wait, that long, know that a smaller corporation, it's similar to your income, right? If you were an employee within a company, would you be able to wait two or three months to get your salary from the summer?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. And, and another thing that I, I think is really important to, to highlight in this conversation is the, um, Having adequate budgets, mm. right? um, there is, a, I think, a misperception out there that hiring in a trainer and perhaps it's only for an hour and a half session. Yeah, it may seem
0: for an hour and a half, right? <laughs> exactly.
1: But what's going on behind the scenes? I had one one client, also a very large corporation, where the part of the the hiring team to to bring me in. Um, she said, "You're charging lawyers' fees." She was a lawyer herself. Yeah. Um, she said, "You're charging lawyers' fees," and I said, uh, "It may look like it if you look at the the fact I'm going to be there for four hours." Yeah. I said, "But you have to take the proposal writing, the time that I invested in the presentation, the it, the mon- amount of money I've spent in training in developing myself." I said, "All of these things add into my." price that i'm charging yeah Um, and i said i i won't i won't veer from it i said i i this is these in fact and this was um this was late last year and i said you know these are the same prices that i have now that i had pre-covid i said i've not raised my fees i said i'm not going to you know uh, which you
0: should uh, which you should which you should because we all feel
1: the the, the load of yeah, inflation. The changes yeah yeah. Then, yeah yeah and uh so at, but at that moment that was that was the reality and mm-hmm. i said i i, I won't discount because that's what they were looking for they they yeah. wanted me to they wanted me to negotiate on my fee and i said i won't do it you know yeah. Um, i've really carefully thought this over this is what i charge Mm -hmm. this is the value i'm bringing to the table and the next day i got an email saying you're in so um you know i didn't have to to concede but i must say you know if you come to a trainer with a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge in their field and you expect them to do this for uh, uh, a thousand euros for example Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's it, it's you're you're
0: and just, also, it. also what I want to say is the value that we bring right I know from myself and definitely Mary Jane uh, when we come in for an assignment it's not only that that you're walking away I I most of the times I I add extra value to support the client because it's not about Checking the tick box, as in doing mm-hmm. a presentation or doing a keynote. It's also about how are they putting things in action. That's how where I stand from, and I know that Mary Jane is similar to to me in that regards that you want to set a client up for success so that whatever is shared, it has a sustainable journey as well as not it not being just a tick box exercise.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know. Um, I mean, one of the ways I do that as well is I give a really detailed digital summary after any mm-hmm. presentation yep. I give, yep. um, and because I want the conversations to keep going, yep. uh, especially if, if I'm if I'm working doing this in a team uh, mm-hmm. uh, situation, yep. it, and and stress is is still a taboo topic. Uh, mm-hmm. it's i mean it's getting more and more that we can talk about mental health and how we're feeling yeah. etc but still finally it's, <laughs> yes finally it, it is a it is a taboo topic so by having yeah. this conversation starter is what i call it you know yeah. you can you can keep that conversation going within within your co- with your colleagues within your team so yeah. that that that's and that takes several hours to put together as well after after a presentation you know yeah. um it's i'm not recreating every single time but i know that what i've shared verbally that isn't in my slides because i have minimum amount of information on the slides it's usually images i think you do that too vivian mm-hmm. so for them to really walk away with something tangible um yeah these this all adds in and you know i uh, after uh, there was a there was an article last year I think it was in maybe it was earlier this year on LinkedIn um, written by a, a um, she she's a writer um, proposal writer I think possibly um, but anyway it, it really set me to thinking about this topic because she asked she said as trainers and and solo entrepreneurs um, you know, are you asked to do things for free and you know you're them okay. a bottle of wine or a bouquet of flowers or whatever and uh, um, i loved what one fellow shared in that in that post and that was um, uh, uh, he, he said i told everyone i told the group it was it was a, a, a network that I, they'd asked me to come and speak at and they asked me to do it for free mm-hmm. and i said if, if everyone in the room donates what uh, i forget what he asked let's say one week of their salary Mm -hmm. to this charity then i'd be willing to come and do it for free yeah he didn't hear back from the organization yeah (laughs) they're willing for you to come in and give up your payment but you're not willing to give
0: to be invest Uh, as well. But we, we also need to honor, you know, uh, the the title of the show about creating that win-win where it's important also to benefit from working and collaborating with suppliers with diverse backgrounds. Right. So for myself, I can explain a little bit about myself. I am a DEI consultant who specializes. I'm more of a DEI journalist. Um, I'm also neurodivergent, I am a black woman, um, I am at the moment dealing with a temporary disability as well where I'm able to share my story but also accumulate other people's stories and create a an activating session where people can walk away with something tangible but also can feel inspired without Dealing with the heavy level of DEI, right? Sometimes people mm-hmm. can feel overwhelmed and I try to make it bite sizable. Whereas you can, you can also diversify the different trainers that we are, that we are having, right? That's also one of the reasons why I created the, in the past, I created the Amplify DEI Summit that diversity doesn't end with just hiring one speaker or are hiring just one person right I have Mary Jane on the other side who is a an older woman who talks about ageism in in so many ways who talks about well-being in so many ways right so think about how what you're missing within your company how you can inspire your people how you can motivate your people activate your people so that they uh, first of all so that your organization can win so that your team can win, but also so that the individuals can win and create that productive environment, inclusive environment for your company to be able to win.
1: Did yeah. I miss something? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think I think you 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 covered it all. And mm-hmm. simplifying the process, yes, for the smaller yeah. diverse companies is is really going to be to your advantage, and and uh, it also is just good business. Uh, yeah. I, from what I understand, clients of organizations are demanding that there be a diverse supply chain. Yeah. And it's becoming more and more, I mean, look at the two conferences we've attended in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. um, both of, well, September and October um, yeah. um, with the, the EUSD and then also mm-hmm. the, the Lead Network uh, event yeah. that was in Düsseldorf last week. Um, You know, these are really big topics right now. Um, And these are
0: also low hanging fruit for your organization to think about of all the spending that you do, if you reserve a percentage, I'm not going to dictate how much, but let's say between 1% to 10% or maybe 15% and be Uh, Have a dedicated budget for amplifying suppliers from a diverse background, culturally background or uh, age background, right? Or from a a disability perspective, supporting Mm -hmm. them as well. You will see a different change. You will see your, first of all, your employer branding being hyped because of the fact that you are investing in different people Uh, It's free advertising as well, because for me, it's very easy to share uh, things online, especially when a session went very well. People connect that with your brand as an organization as well. But also you're creating a huge impact when you're hiring people from different backgrounds as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, one of the uh, again, I just want to I want to really and I, I hope that is part of this conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. but
1: it's it's understanding. And you you mentioned it, in fact, in the session you you uh, um, the talk that you gave at yeah. uh, the e- EU SD. Um, and that is that as solo entrepreneurs, especially, mm-hmm. we wear a lot of different hats.
0: Yeah,
1: and yeah. everything that we do has to be calculated into. Uh, the the fee that we charge yeah Um, and it's you know one of the things that I was triggered by uh, that that article that I mentioned that was in the in on LinkedIn um, that I gave the the example of Mm -hmm. um, afterwards I sat down and I thought okay what are what are all the different aspects that go into being being a trainer and I wrote them down Mm -hmm. so you know um, a salary commiserate with expertise yeah. you'd expect that if you're an employee um research on on possible vendors for a particular project um you know you get paid for that um so uh, you know the acquisition that you're doing for the company mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all part of your um meeting with the vendor uh, yeah it's all and not meeting of, once
0: meeting no, multiple uh, meeting, times with exactly, them exactly yeah
1: know, writing reports uh yeah uh, you know doing the expenses, etc mm-hmm. all of that comes under your 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 salary. and yeah. there are so many dis- different aspects that you have to appreciate that uh, small businesses and entrepreneurs need to to build in. and and again, also when we're doing larger projects that we've hired in colleagues to work with us uh, they'd like to get paid in a timely manner. So all of these factors, I just, I really hope that anyone who's in the, in the, in the supply chain and, you know, is, is, has the ability to start digging deeper into how you can make the process simpler.
0: Yeah. I also want to share two examples because, um, I'm not going to name the client, but in this case, I was hired for a summit a while ago. And uh, this summit has different speakers. Um, I shared my pricing and then my client told me like, um, I need to be fair. I need to, because this summit is about diversity, equity and inclusion. And it wouldn't be just for me if I didn't tell you that the pricing that you shared isn't equitable because other speakers were asking more so then, um, I was open and honest say, okay, what what is the range right? Oftentimes, um, from a different perspective, I see other people being hired for so much more. I mean in the US, it's very common to hire you know those who have established themselves, hire them for a keynote where they are doing a 30 minute keynote. and of course I'm not this disc- I'm not discrediting their expertise but they are doing a 30 minute keynote for $20,000 and I'm just like okay mm-hmm. I'm 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 going to that direction though in the future <laughs> putting it out there manifesting it but still mm-hmm. um I find it so I don't know inspirational that this person came back to me and said yeah. that you need to do something with your pricing ask a little bit more because your pricing—it's not in the middle; it's below. And mm-hmm. this is the part where I—I I also want to challenge uh, different businesses, different clients—that that you create an equitable system by creating equity. Be open about your budget. If yeah, you yeah, don't know your budget, ask. Yeah. Ask it before you approach people, so that they, so that at least you know that it's within the it's within the scope, but also as as a supplier or as a small business owner, I can also do my due diligence by asking a few questions ahead so that I know that this client is for me. And if it's not for me, then I can always direct them to somebody else. If the amount is mm-hmm. really lower, then I can you know help them. But if the amount is so low that I wouldn't even reach out to my colleague, then no. So create a sustainable budget for the inspiration that you want to walk away with, but also know that um, I'm, yeah, I, I can say my age, I'm 43. I've accumulated so many expertise from now. You're not only getting a DEI person, but you're getting more because I'm bringing all the experiences in me. And I'm a neurodivergent person who doing too much as people can see right i am currently also busy with uh almost done with cooking back to our roots there are so many much more that you're getting but when you look at my
1: I don't. I'm, I'm. I'm gathering that it's Vivian. I'm. I was just thinking that I got bumped out, um, and uh, so I'm not quite sure what to do because I'm not the host of this show. Um, but let me let me see if I can go back in. She's and, back. <laughs> Hey, yeah, you're back. Okay, I I wasn't sure. I was I was just oh, going to close out. I thought I, I was the one tea. who who dropped out, and uh, and then I realized it was still recording. Oh, that's a first.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad that it was recording, but this oh, I don't like Google Chrome at the moment right now. It just dropped out. Is this uh, can you can you share to to which part you you heard me so that I can
1: think about? uh, Oh, God, oh, God. Yeah, my mind is... (laughs) all. I can't, I can't, I can't pick it, pick the thread up. Um, Maybe somebody who's watching can help Mm -hmm. uh, and listening. But uh, no, I got so flustered.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's a first for everything. There is a first for everything, right? There's a first for everything. I'm glad that I was able to come back in because I was just Mm -hmm. like, no, it might have canceled, so I'm glad that it's still there. No, what I yeah. was talking about was the, the experience that we have, oh, and yeah. we come with so much knowledge, we come with so much experiences, we come with so much uh low-hanging fruit
1: options, passion, solution,
0: and passion, of course, passion, that we want to we put our whole heart and soul in this journey that we are embarking with you. And I'm an empathic trainer. Mary Jane is an empathic trainer where we bring our whole self to the workplace to support your organization to become more inclusive or amplify well-being as well. And I want you to consider that as well. I had a yeah. whole speech and I was talking and talking and talking. And all of a sudden, and... I, I noticed that my Chrome tab was frozen.
1: Yeah, no, but your voice was still coming through. Mm, so good. Yeah, that, that, no, you, you. that was, but your your image was frozen, yeah. you know, that was the only thing. But we could still hear you, hear you sharing. Um, and it, it's interesting because I just commented on on a post of a colleague Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday or the day before um on linkedin with uh he was expressing his gratitude to his clients as an yeah. entrepreneur as a solopreneur and how you know each and every client is so very important and uh, and i i added in in that uh, acknowledging also um the gratitude that we have as as solopreneurs for for our clients mm-hmm. i also added that you know we and that's why i jumped in with the word passion um we bring a different level of expertise Mm -hmm. that somebody i think internally who's told oh you know you're going to be giving a dei training or you're going to be you know giving a training on stress or you know a a, a resilience training The, the 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 elements that we bring in and i know you've you've named some of them but passion is one of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, i do this i do the work i do and i focus on the topics that really mean something that speak to my heart all right and i'm just not sure you know if 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 that same element is there when it's part of your job description you know what i mean i get um, i get what
0: you're saying i get what you're saying i don't want to
1: denigrate any trainers internally but i think it's something that that Organizations need to think about, mm-hmm. um, you know, when when they're saying, you know, making a decision, we're going to do all of our training internally, yeah, um, versus um, you know, hiring in someone from yeah. outside. It is so much more than 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 just a trainer that you're yeah. hiring in for the most. You're part.
0: hiring somebody who has seen different companies, different cultures, different yeah. departments different structures different leadership styles where we can directly you know put things into perspective and when Mm -hmm. people are asking me for advice I know what to say at that moment where uh, of course I've accumulated many knowledge uh, many you know having done many trainings and workshop that you you get to learn to I wouldn't say read people because that w- would not be honorable or would not, you know, I don't want to activate my own unconscious bias when I'm doing this, but you know how to support people with the things mm-hmm. that they need, right? You know how to, during a call, I already know that, okay, they need this. I can give them this. I can do that and do that and do that so that you are able to support them in a sustainable matter. That's
1: yeah the main key. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah absolutely absolutely so yeah i i really hope that, that um and and maybe we can also share this link with some of the people that we know that are working in the supply chain yeah <laughs> you know, please no, to, please please share them yeah share you know, them i'm because... just thinking to get this to get the word out and and help help ease this process uh yeah. and uh, yeah there there was uh, two years ago and again it's just uh, this process of of trying to get a purchase order number again, it was a client that came onto my path and needed support quite quickly. um It took three months to get a purchase order number. True, mm-hmm.
0: but then I oh I also wonder, um a- and this is from me putting a hat on from the procurement mm-hmm. perspective because I used to be a financial consultant where I was I learned how the procurement side looks like that. Mm-hmm. I do believe that the company and a procurement team needs to do a better job in informing internal people about what the procedure is. Um, If you have different scenarios, share that with them so that they don't just reach out to people, give me a little bit of false hope and then getting called back and then wait until 90 days. So uh, beginning this year, I wrote a whole, I would say a heartbreaking story about a situation where I did the work in November with a client with a US client and we never talked about the payment fee or we talked about the payment fee but how I got paid right mm-hmm. I made the assumption that they will pay me via credit card and the wording um check did came out did come out but I was just like, but we don't accept checks in Europe, so how are they going to pay me? Eventually I had to take a few steps, uh, discussed it with my contact, then the manager, and then somebody from procurement, and then somebody from finance, because they sent over the check, a $10,000 check. I'm just going to put it out loud, a $10,000 check for a training, a few trainings that I did, where I was just like, but the check coming through the mail with this high amount it is <laughs> <laughs> i don't know doing it, but i couldn't do anything with the check because in the in Europe we don't yeah. accept us checks yeah. anymore so i would rather have you provide me a virtual credit card which one of my clients did everything was there and uh it was amazing otherwise a credit card or provide a different system so that the smaller suppliers can use that be open yeah. be transparent about it share it on your website what are the steps that i need to take so that we can speed up the process and you can pay me within 30 days in europe in the netherlands it's common to pay people within 30 days
1: earlier yeah
0: we like earlier but 30 days is a good preference
1: well, I think it's even in in the Netherlands now. It's it's part of the law, isn't it? For yeah, it's medium. a law. <laughs> yeah, it's a law. You can't unless you've signed a contract that states yeah. that you'll get yeah. paid. You agree to get paid a longer yeah. term, um, yeah. but it's it's actually yeah it's required to be paid. Yeah. But, oh well, okay. I think we've made our points, don't you, Vivian? <laughs> I think so
0: too. I think so too. And I'm I'm looking forward to do a november session where we are going to reflect
1: okay on
0: 2023
1: interesting okay yeah Yeah.
0: it's going to be an interesting conversation so if you have any questions or any suggestions that you want us to talk about share them in the comments as well and Um, i
1: just had an idea yeah Uh, maybe you could put the links to the the, uh uh, post that you have yeah. or articles that you've written on linkedin i will definitely share that yes and I, if yeah. i can find the link to that article that i was referring to yeah um it, it, i mean it it got such a, a high high views but the comments from the trainers to anybody in in procurement the comments from the trainers um will give you an indication of the frustrations that that we meet yeah. up with you know yeah um so yeah I'll and see those if I frustrations can, find
0: that can be mitigated when We learn how to apply empathy from both ends, right? So this is not a complaint towards companies or towards procurement departments that you're not doing your job. We are just sharing our experiences so that we can um, deepen that relationship or create an inclusive relationship or even create a sustainable relationship Mm -hmm. so that we can both win the different stakeholders want to win. I want you to win. I hope that you want us to win so that we can support you in the best way that we can.
1: Exactly. Well, I I think that makes a really great closing statement.
0: Yes. (laughs) 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 Thank you, Mary Jane. Until next
1: time. Thank you, Vivian. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye,
0: everybody. Bye.